What's Up Whittier. Welcome to What's Up Whittier, a homegrown podcast. A podcast to showcase Whittier's businesses, personalities, and hidden treasures. Here are the notes of our community corkboard filled with this week's events. Hey guys, producer Christine here, and I have this week's community corkboard announcements. On June 3rd, the Whittier Uptown Association will be hosting their 17th annual Whittier Car Show. This event is free and open to the public in historic Uptown Whittier. The heart of Whittier, I would say, is Philadelphia and Greenleaf. This year's activities will be fun for the whole family. There will be live music all day, snacks from different food vendors, military vehicle display and veterans information, a calendar girl contest, and a performance from Memory's swing dance team. Support your best 50s rockabilly style and get into the vintage classic spirit. Again, the car show will be on June 3rd in Uptown Whittier. And just to let you guys know, we're gonna have a booth in Uptown uh, at the car show, What's Up Whittier? And we want you guys to be in the show. Yeah, you listening. So we're gonna have you guys on the show, come to the booth, we'll ask you a few questions. And with your permission, you will become a part of What's Up Whittier history. So hopefully we'll see you there. Oh, also do not forget, it's almost that time of year. Concerts in the Park is starting June 26th and will go on until August. On Monday, June 26, 2017, Scott Bruce will be performing as an Elvis impersonator in Central Park at the corner of Friends and Bailey. And on June 29th, Stone Soul will be performing Motown at Parnell Park located at Scott and Lambert Road. So I'll announce more dates and more genres as the months go on, but for now, you guys should really get down to Elvis and Motown. The show starts at 7, so if I were you, I'd get there a few hours earlier and then you can, you know, get a nice little pasta from the Scaris. They're usually a vendor there. And um, just enjoy like a nice picnic in the park before the show. To celebrate America's birthday, the city of Whittier is hosting a 4th of July fireworks spectacular at York Field, located at the corner of Santa Fe Springs Road and Slauson Avenue. Admission to the event is free for kids and $5 for adults. Thank you, Councilman Josue Alvarado, for inviting us through Facebook. So guys, that's all I have this week for the Community Corkboard. Don't forget, if you'd like us to feature something in the Community Corkboard, you have some events going on in June or maybe July, tag us on Instagram, check out our Facebook at What's Up Whittier. Um, send us an email at whatsupwhittierpod at gmail.com. Guys, if you like this podcast and you think other people would like it, and not just people from Whittier like anybody like oh hey what podcast are you listening to you know there's one about my town it's actually pretty interesting there's so many things there and uh, i'm subscribed because i'm so excited to hear about all the other cool things that are going to happen yeah i know those are like the conversations people have so don't forget to subscribe or else you'll miss out on all the cool people we get to meet we get to talk to all right guys enjoy this episode take it away jesse and remo What's up, Whittier? Welcome back, everybody. Welcome, Whittier. I miss some music, man. You gotta, you gotta play the music. Which music? Your intro music. Dun, da, da, da. There you <laughs> go. And today, like every week, we have a special guest. We have Oscar Hernandez with the Boys and Girls Club of Whittier. Hello. Hi. Hi. Welcome. How are you doing? Thank you. Thank you for having me. And today we're uh, broadcasting from your location, or the Boys and Girls Club location here in Whittier. Right. It's uh, we're in his office, um, which I never knew existed. There's, <laughs> there's so many offices up here. That's kind of neat. I thought it was just a, 
my experience was it's been a basketball court, and I didn't even know there was offices upstairs. So this is kind of neat to be in here. That's I, I, I felt like I was going to the principal's office walking down the hallway. <laughs> I'm escorting you to the principal. You're in trouble, man. Jeez. And I mean, we're it's uh, it's around what three thirty, four o'clock, and this is the busiest time here because there's a lot of kids, a absolutely. lot of kids. Yes, absolutely. It's the busiest time right now. I think if uh, if it's about three thirty or so, four o'clock, so we probably have about a good hundred and eighty kids in the building right now. Yeah. Wow. And as we're listening to this, some kids are playing the drums and they're jamming back there, right? <laughs> That's so right. We got some background music today. That's there right. You go. So, Oscar, tell us a little bit about yourself. Uh, what, what is it that you do here with at the club and? Uh, and uh, introduce yourself. Sure, sure, certainly. Well, first of all, thank you for having me here. It's uh, it's always a big, it's always a pleasure for me to talk about the Boys and Girls Club. Uh, it's something that's very dear to my heart. Uh, I've been doing this for about close to twenty years already. But man, uh, you, that's, you look like you're twenty one. I, so I started when I was I twelve. You, I thought you were downstairs <laughs> playing with some of these kids. You know, I started when I was twelve. But um, no, my my role right now is is uh, is executive director of the Boys and Girls Club, and uh, I think I have one of the best jobs in the world. I get the opportunity to work with the community, uh, to influence the lives of young kids, particularly the kids that need us most. Um, I, I work with the board, uh, a great group of individuals that that believe in the mission and believe in what we do. Uh, and who truly care about about the community and care about the kids. So it gives me a, a lot of pleasure to work with them and, and come up with solutions, strategies, and ideas on how we can raise money uh, to ensure the kids have a positive place to go and a positive place to learn and grow. Uh, in addition to that, I you know um, working with my staff, uh, working in programs, uh, ensuring that you know we're relevant that we're relevant to what the community needs, we're relevant to uh, what, what are some of the needs that the schools uh, um, perhaps need right now so that we can uh, supplement those, those specific programs to ensure that we're in alignment and that we're doing what's right for the kids. So uh, wear many hats. Yeah. Some days you'll see me working with staff, other days with the board, community, or some days maybe just sweeping the grounds. There you <laughs> go. But we do it all here. <laughs> no, and that makes sense. I mean, especially for the type of club you're running, even though it says that you, you, we're seeing Club of Whittier, I mean, you're, you're, you're in Whittier, but you also have satellite offices, right? That's correct. That's correct. Thank you for, for, for bringing that up. We, we do. Uh, right now, we're averaging about 550 kids a day. Wow. So you heard me earlier that here we're probably about 180 kids right now. Yeah. But uh, we also have a great partnership with the Whittier City School District, and we run two programs, one at Whittier uh, Dexter okay. uh, Middle School and also at Edwards Middle School. And then uh, just two years ago, we, we had entered into a partnership with the city of Pico Rivera, where oh, nice. we brought a program onto our Rancho High School as well. And okay. we do uh, programs there also to address uh, some of the, th the needs of the children. And we also have a service program in, Sa in Santa Fe Springs, mm -hmm. where we do our college-bound program. So among all the different programs and sites, we, we, we're averaging about 550 kids. Jeez. That's and a lot. And, <laughs> and do you oversee all that yourself, or is there? <laughs> yeah, didn't he just finish telling you? Well, well, I, know, I know that, but I mean, <laughs> so Every do you have like five them. twins that we don't know I about? Know. He's cloned himself. There's no way I can do it. I have to give our staff a lot of credit. We have uh, we have about 40, 40, 47, 48 employees, and, and, uh, and uh, probably about thirty-seven of those are part-time staff that are on the ground running programs, supervising kids, and ensuring they have a great experience. So, And that's a big task, I mean, um, or job and responsibility, right? Because you're, you're talking about kids. Um, most kids don't listen, <laughs> you know, so, I mean, I'm speaking from experience. So. Most adults <laughs> don't listen either, <laughs> well, Jesse. Yeah, that too. But, but, um, but it, you know, it takes, it takes skills, right? It takes skills and being able to manage, you know, these kids. 
because you know for example walking up they, they had a basketball game uh going so just to manage that alone i mean that's that's one person per i don't know about 10 kids or something like that right. so so it's a big task and uh, to be able to do that well i mean i gotta give it to them it's uh I only have two kids, and it's, it's tough. So. <laughs> <laughs> imagine, imagine ten. Managing <laughs> yourself, let alone. Yeah, let's not right? talk about that. That's a different yeah. story. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, what kind of programs? Let's talk about programs that you run here in this facility. Right. Um, you know, I mentioned about the basketball, but what else you guys got going on? Yeah, um, we you know we have probably over twenty different programs for kids. As I mentioned, most of the kids that we serve are between the ages of six and eighteen years old. So we have what we call general programs, uh, like the basketball, basketball leagues, uh, soccer, flag football, uh, basketball, volleyball. And then we also have a STEM program, the science, technology, engineer, and mathematics for, for, for our children as well. We do, if you hear in the background, the music and the drums that yeah. are taking place back there. So we run a great uh, music program where the kids learn uh, uh, basic to intermediate to advanced skills. Uh, basic is... Just give them an opportunity to play with an instrument. You know, it's like rolling a ball into the gym. Yeah. You decide what what ball you want to play with. Same thing with the with the with the music is let them decide and explore what instrument they want to play. Once they gravitate to a specific instrument, then they, they, at that point they, they we start teaching about how to read music and how to play a specific instrument. Once they get to the advanced level, now they begin to create their own bands and they mm. get to perform and play. And then you have a, a group of five, six different kids playing different instruments to to a particular song or so. So well, I, I think they're just starting out because Jesse, they sound <laughs> just like you. Do. We're listening to them in the background, and I, I think some of those were the new kids. <laughs> Sounds like you and I would be playing that yeah, instrument. Yeah. No, I'm just kidding. But, uh, but I, I like that you guys, the way you introduce that to them, because sometimes it's uh, the opposite, right? You kind of tell them, hey, I want you to play the violin or I want you to play the piano, you know, and forcing something on them sometimes doesn't mm -hmm. work, but uh, that's good. Uh, let's talk about the STEM program, because uh, mm -hmm. I mean, for mine, I know uh, there's. There's a big push right now in, in schools to, to introduce that as right. a curriculum. Um, what what are you guys doing for, for that kind of program? Anything specific or, or something you guys want to showcase or highlight? Right. Yeah, so, um, you know, like, like you mentioned, schools uh, are, are addressing that as well. So we, yeah. we felt that uh, it was also an important part for us to do here at the club. Uh, we are doing a lot on robotics. So okay. the kids are learning how to build robots and how to program the robots. Mm -hmm. uh, they're doing a lot of uh, coding, some coding projects as well. Uh, we, we just entered into a partnership with uh, Whittier College also, okay. who uh, are this summer we're going to have a, a, a new robotics STEM program. And the great thing about this, too, is that we're training our high school kids that come to the club mm -hmm. on the curriculum so they can also then mentor our younger kids in this very, very specific cool. program. So each each kid, will there'll be a group of four or five per computer, per project. Yeah. And we'll have a high school kid at, uh, assigned to that group that would mentor them and coach them and then work with four or five. So that way we can sort of circle back on, on, on the learning and the skill yeah. development and also helping our, our older kids build an interest in, in science and technology also. Yeah. So uh, as a matter of fact, Monday they're doing a, uh, a STEM festival where some of the kids will showcase some of the things that they do also. Okay. Um, just one other thing is that we also did an all-girls STEM club, which I think uh, it was very popular, particularly with the girls, yeah, uh, yeah. you know, and, and they really liked it. Uh, they build a puppy, and they learn. They, they, they program a robotic the puppy. puppy? A, a, a robotic puppy. <laughs> <laughs> they, they build it, and... They, they got it to bark and to move and to sit. So, you know, they were very excited about that. Wow. So a lot of great stuff. 
and, and that's uh, that's awesome because it's um you know we talk about those specific um professions right mm-hmm. we talk about engineering we talk about uh well anything that um, technology anything that involves science uh and engineering it's usually a male dominated uh profession so to be able to encourage w- uh girls essentially right mm-hmm. um to get involved at a young age in a in a really cool way you know right. Um, I think it's great. I mean, again, going back to just being creative on how to mm-hmm. how to introduce these kids into something that they, you know, could get right. involved. Now, do you guys have any robot uh, uh, fights or any uh, at the end of the <laughs> at the end yet. of the session? <laughs> <laughs> robot you know, wars or the dogs barking? Yeah. <laughs> right. No, 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 not yet. But uh, but we did have a, a competition. We uh-huh. did have a competition among four other boys and girls clubs. Not too long okay. ago, it was on four different projects and. Uh-huh. Uh, our club, uh, proud of our club, they won first in two out of the four entries uh, cool. in the robotics competition. So that was pretty exciting. That nice, really nice. helped us launch our program and, and increase the value of what we're doing. Yeah, I'm oh, sure it got all the other kids excited about <laughs> you know <laughs> wanting to make either a dog or a cat or a bigger dog. Or <laughs> <a cat. laughs> what uh? So you got robotics. Uh, what what else is big here that you guys are uh, pushing or doing? Absolutely. So. As I mentioned, we have our general programs, uh, including the arts as well. But one of the other things that, that we really focus on uh, is academic achievement. You know, we really believe that uh, the kids that come to the club, by the time they graduate high school, they should have a plan for the future, a plan either to go to college, military, trade school, or employment. So we start looking at that uh, as early as middle school for okay. our kids. We have two key programs that address sort of this pathway. We have our, our Be Great Graduate program, which is a program that identifies or, 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 or looks at kids who potentially may not be on time for, uh, uh, for on time for great progression or who may not uh, graduate high school if they continue doing what they're doing. So we, we intervene with, with mentors, we intervene with, with staff and, and support so that by the time they get out of middle school, they're already on track for, for, for the next grade level, but also on track for graduation. And then for our high school program, we have our college-bound program. Is is uh, you know we start looking at kids who perhaps are not meeting their A3G requirements or failing any particular classes. We have case managers that will work with them, uh, help them ass- assign short-term goals, long-term goals, all with the goal of helping them get back on track, uh, get the grades they need, and make sure they're meeting their A3G requirements. They'll do workshops on a- a- SATs. Uh, they'll do college field trips. Uh, so by the time they graduate. They graduate to either college, military, trade school, or employment. So this particular year, uh, there were 53 seniors who were part of the program. All 53 are going somewhere. 13 of those are going on to college. Very nice. Congratulations. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, staff are doing a great job with that. And you talk about middle school, high school. What What's the age range that uh, here in the club? Here at the club is 6 to 18. So okay. first grade through 12th grade. Okay. And, and uh, is there any requirements uh, for them to come in? Like uh, they have to have a certain income or, or be enrolled in something else prior to this? or uh, You know, no, we, 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 uh, we're open to every youth, every youth that uh, wants to be a part of something great, something positive, something fun. We, uh, certainly they're, they're welcome to be here. Uh, we won't turn any youth away. Uh, our, our fees are very nominal fees. We charge uh, $25 a year for the school year for any child to be here. Uh, f- during the summertime, we're, we're open as early as 7.30 a.m. till 6 p.m. to try to uh, help working parents because uh-huh. uh, I know that can be tough for parents, too, to, to find a place where to drop off their children. That is a uh, $100 fee 
uh, for the summer for a 10-week program for, for wow. most of our parents. So we really want to make it affordable. We are, you know, we're here for the community. Uh, our, our mission is really to work with kids who need us most and, and families. So you know, our board understands that, mm -hmm. and they get behind ensuring that, that we can uh, provide the services we can provide for the families. Now, at that cost, how do you guys keep the doors open? Because I, you know, I don't have kids yet, but at 25 bucks, that sounds like a hell of a deal. <laughs> that's, a, that's a steal, <laughs> I'm man. I'm going to start having kids just for that reason, <laughs> to start bringing them here. We'll um, take five, please. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, how do you guys keep the doors open? I mean, is it fundraising? Is it, mm -hmm. if you want to share about that? Yeah, absolutely. So that's one of my other hats that I wear. Is uh -huh. it's, uh, it's a fundraise hat. So uh, I have a great team that, that really is engaged in helping raise dollars to make sure the doors stay open. So we have three events throughout the year. Okay. Uh, local events. We have our annual gala, our Youth of the Year event, and our Pro-Am Golf Tournament that helps us raise money uh, from the community to be able to ensure that these services continue. We also uh, receive funding from uh, foundations, grants. Uh, they help us support that. And then throughout the year, individual donors that uh, or individual community folks that would like to make a donation to the club to help us keep our doors open. Uh, th they, they do that throughout the year. So if there's anyone listening out there, uh, your donations are welcome, and, and they certainly help us keep our doors open as well. Yeah, when you talk about 40-some staff members, mm -hmm. you know, three, four, five locations, I mean, that sounds like it's more than $25. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so that, that's really impressive. Um, so if someone wanted to donate, how, how do they reach out to you guys specifically and, and get you guys a check or... Absolutely. Thank you. Um, yeah, you can go online, uh, bgcw.org. There is a donate uh, landing page there that you can make a donation. You can also call us at 562-945-3787. You can ask for me or for Sarah Salazar, our development director, and uh, we will be more than happy to walk you through the process. Or stop by the club, right? Absolutely. Or stop by the club anytime. <laughs> yes, we'll give you a tour. <laughs> now, when we walked in, there was looks like some renovations were going down. You want to, you know, share with those what's happening here locally yeah. at the club? Absolutely. Yeah. So uh, we were very fortunate uh, this year. Um, Boys and Girls Club of America uh, has a partnership with Lowe's Hardware. And Lowe's Hardware made a commitment to give one club in each state a $50,000 grant. So we were the uh, recipients of that one grant in the state of California. Out of how many clubs uh, is that? Like roughly? Uh, roughly maybe, I would say 1,500 clubs wow. in California. So it was, it, you know, it just, we were very happy, very excited to, to receive that grant. And that yeah. grant really helped us launch our, our project that we're working on right now. So one of the key things that we, we always, you know, uh, focus on is safety, safety of kids. Uh, we want to make sure that when our kids come to the club, they're safe. The parents feel that their kids are safe. So our front entry uh, needed a new re uh, renovation. Uh, right now, the way it was set out that anyone can walk in through the club and walk right into where program areas are. But uh, with the new renovations, it's going to allow us to set some, some protective barriers so that parents can come in. There's a lobby for parents. Any adults can come in. But then there is a, a second door where kids come in through that doesn't make it so easy for any adults to walk into the club. So there's a space where the kids are involved, where kids engage. It's a safe space for them without uh, any interference from any outside uh, adults uh, and so forth. So, uh, And that's big. I mean, especially with all the stuff you've been hearing in the news, you know, it's like um, um, it's sad, right? Mm -hmm. It's unfortunate that you got to take it to that, that point, but uh, but it's needed. It's Absolutely. needed, uh, especially at our times. And, and, again, especially for the amount of kids you guys have, I mean, it's, uh, you know, safety. Right. you got to keep the safety 
uh, all the kids first. So right. it's good. Yeah, I think I think when you know when when you ask me like what are some of my things that I do, you know, it's two things that sometimes keep me up at night. Is <laughs> how do I keep the doors open, but also safety. And yeah. I think safety is the number one thing that keeps me up at night. Sometimes I just want to make sure that our kids are safe. Yeah, yeah, that's awesome. Mm-hmm. The um, the the also about the renovations. I don't know if, if I could speak about this, sure. but. Uh, I know, I know long-term you have a, a, like a master plan about doing something uh, beyond just interiors of the, of the club right. and do something uh, more outdoors. Um, and even at that, so you're taking it from the, from the uh, entry point of security to even like an overall campus kind of mm-hmm. security. So uh, again, it's, uh, it's one of those things where, where it's needed, mm-hmm. um, but it's also needed in terms of funds right. to get some of that stuff going. So if there's <laughs> anybody out there who... Who and I'm winking at Remo here. If anybody's uh, <laughs> wanting to donate, uh, go ahead and donate towards a, towards a good cause. My 25 <laughs> bucks is on the way. <laughs> no, but for an extra yeah. 150, you yeah. get a you get your name mentioned on the podcast. Do you guys, uh, <laughs> right. do you guys have monthly subscriptions for donors, or is it? So I mean, tell us. Yeah, we we do. You know, uh, we we have. Um, we're lucky we have uh, various different types of donors. Donors, will, they'll, they'll make a donation in the year. Some that will that have a, a fixed uh, donation amount that they want to do throughout the year. Uh, we give them also the option of, you know, donating monthly installments if, if, you know, if they like or if they want to make a commitment over uh, three years, five years, uh, we can do monthly installments. We are very flexible. We have a lot of different options uh, for, for donors to be able to, you know, support the organization, and, and uh, we'll work with them. We have a great team that will work with them and help them, uh, you know, through the process and so forth. So, um, you know, we have donors that would donate $5 a, a month to donors that do more than that. But, you know, uh, again, we, we're here to work with the donors and, and meet them where they feel it's, it's you know, uh, it's important for them, too. Is there a big car wash happening? <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. No, but when I, I think of fundraisers with kids, that, I mean that's the first thing that comes to mind. But of course, and, the cars and never chocolate. Get, of course, yeah. the cars never get washed. But man, they have yeah, all that fun, yeah. right? So. Afterwards, you go to the car wash yeah, <laughs> to, yeah, to yeah, wash yeah. the car. Well, in fact, we have our our, our gala coming up. You mentioned mm-hmm. an annual event that's coming up. We have our our annual gala that comes up. It's at Friendly Hills uh, this September. And it's our biggest fundraiser that we do in the community of Whittier. Over 250 people that come in. Uh, we usually raise about $200,000 during that time. Wow. But this is a very special year for us because this is actually our 50th year in this community. Oh, so we're wow. celebrating our 50th year anniversary. And we're looking to do some things a little bit different at our gala. So, very you cool. know, I really want to invite uh, anybody out there that's listening to, to you know, inquire about it we'd yeah. love to have you there and support the organization or it's going to be really fun well, well what special things are you planning on doing <laughs> are you able to share that well if you send the form here and put your money in the envelope uh, you'll find out <laughs> yeah um how i mean that place does it fit 200 to friendly hills i mean well it, so here I, I went last year and last okay. oh man it was uh, i talk about a, a space to be it's in the afternoon i don't know if you guys still have it in the afternoon mm-hmm. Um, so you're you're there essentially kind of seeing a sunset or the sun come down, mm-hmm. um, and then you have a night event uh, open to the golf course or mm-hmm. out to looking out to the go- golf course there over the, that little pond there, and just the the music that you guys had, the food that you guys had, mm-hmm. um, and all the good stuff like the raffles and the, the little right. giveaways and the biddings and all stuff. Mm-hmm. I mean it's uh, I-, I walked in thinking I was gonna get a couple things, you know, I was gonna bid outbid some people, <laughs> but uh, 
man, there's some people there with some deep pockets, man. Really? Yeah, I'm like, what's going on? What I, were you going after? There's some Disney tickets that I was after. I'm like, <laughs> I got these in the pocket, man. Like Disneyland tickets? Yeah, Disneyland tickets. Uh-huh. I went okay. up, and then I'm like, yeah, I want to go claim my prize. I'm like, sorry, sir, you got outbid by like another 50 bucks or something. I'm like, hold on. I, I, I was the last one on the line. He goes, nope, somebody snuck in. So anyways, some good stuff. I mean, you guys, you guys got some really good uh, uh, giveaways there. Um, the like I said, the, the event or the venues, awesome. Right. Um, and just for the price of the ticket, I mean, it's I mean, you, you it's well worth it if you can yeah. get out there. What is the the cost of the tickets? And you guys ha- have how many tickets left that you're hoping to, or do you sell out? So Maybe. yeah, normally we sell out, and we anticipate we're going to sell out this year. So okay. our committee is meeting uh, right now on setting the price. We're going to be sending information out uh, probably in the next couple of weeks and so forth. Okay. But uh, well, some of the special things that we're going to do, we're actually going to try to invite all previous past board members uh, to, to the event uh, so they can see what we're doing and then what we're looking to do in the next 50 years or, or so for where we're going. Um, we also have what's called the, uh, the, the uh, Lee Owens Award that we, we give out every year, and it's where the club recognizes a, a special individual in our community who's Thank really you, Oscar. Difference. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate that. We don't want to announce it here, but no. Go. We'll be waiting for your check in the yeah. mail. Yeah. You first <laughs> got to pay, get, man. You might get the award, depending on the day. You first got to pay. Yeah. But, uh, but it's an it's, it's, uh, it's, uh, individual who's really made a big uh, impact in the club and the community, uh, and we recognize them through, you know, through their efforts and so forth. But uh, this year, we're also inviting all the previous Leo and winners uh, in the past and giving them a cool. special recognition also. So um, we, we did something different and we're really excited about it uh, to, to, to highlight these new new activities, new programs, but also to talk about what the club is doing and what we're going to be doing in the, in the future as well. Nice. Is, is that person already selected? Like, is there yeah. something well, not yet. If you add a couple zeros to your yeah. check, yeah. I think you're in. Yeah, well, I can add the zeros. Is it before the dot or after the dot? Cause that's <laughs> it's before the dot. Oh, before the dot. No, no, okay. We're after the comma, man. Yeah. Is, is that a hard thing to do every year, I'm sure? Because all the volunteers you guys have are people that are helping you to select one person. Yeah. I'm sure that's, you know, that's a tug yeah, of war. You know, there, there's always... Uh, people that we can talk to because we you know they mm-hmm. do so much for the club and they care so much for the club but you know interesting enough there there's a lot of people too feel that you know that they do it not because of the recognition of course they do yeah. it because it, it's the right thing to do and yep. they do it because they love the community that they live in and they want to make a difference in, in yeah. kids so uh, a lot of them uh, the challenge is, is is you know getting them to accept the recognition mm-hmm. uh, outside of what they do Correct. Uh, and, but but nonetheless, the people we've had have been just great people. Uh, uh. And, and I was going to say, I mean, you're right. I mean, because there's, um, I've met a, a couple of people who have given or participated in in uh, events that are uh, in benefit to the club. And um, you're right, man. It's just it's one of those things where they just give it all, you know, mm-hmm. and uh, and they give it all because they believe in what you guys are doing. Um, and then, and on top of that, you add a, uh, you know, the programs that you provide at the cost that you provide and, and at a limited, uh, I should say limited, but at the amount of resources you guys have to be able mm-hmm. to produce all those, all those, uh, events or, or curriculums. I mean, it's, I mean, there's something you guys are doing good. Mm-hmm. And so to be able to support a club or a group of individuals that, that could do that, uh, um, 
why not? You know, right. it's uh, it's always great. Well, I have to give staff a lot of credit because they're, they're really the the, um, the magicians behind what goes on here at the club. They, they, you know, a lot of we can create a lot of programs, but the staff is really what gets the kids engaged and involved. Yeah. So, they're the creative ones, and you know, and they're the ones that attract the kids to the club. Yeah. So the uh, I, I know you were talking about at one point about doing like um, uh, so you guys have a full kitchen here in the club. Uh, I know at one point you guys were talking about doing like a culinary kind of, uh, mm -hmm. um, what is it, club or, yes. or, or, or teachings. Is that happening? Or? Oh, absolutely. Okay. Uh, talk about timing. Uh, so today I... So if you need any some like people <laughs> to test food, I'm, I'm all for it, man. You know what? <laughs> After this, we can walk next door. In fact, uh, the teens are putting together a, a dinner event for some uh, some other parents. Oh, and really? And also some board members. They, they oh, cool. prepare food. Uh, uh, you know, they cooked it, and they're going to do, like, a restaurant style at our teen center. Nice. And they invited parents and a couple of our members to come and taste the food today, too. So, yes. Has this happened before? Like, or this is the first time? Well, it can't be worse than mine. <laughs> well, we've done some tasting, so so I have to say they, 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 they do really well. Yeah, no, so okay. we have a, a staff that um, does a culinary program for the younger kids and teaches them about nutritional values, about, you know, snacks, healthy snacks, and so forth. And then we've done it for our teens, and our teens are making pasta, sushi, various wow. different meals uh, that they prepare, uh, and, you know, and, and, and uh, learn as well about the nutritional values, uh, how to shop, cost, how to handle uh, certain machinery in, in the kitchen and so forth. But, yeah, we started, we talked about this program about a year ago, and it's been running for about a year, and um, it's a very important program, part of our health and lifestyles program, um, because a lot of our kids... Uh, it's very easy for them to uh, get fast food or, or, or right. you know, skip eating something healthy because you know there's so much, uh, so much, so many things out there uh, available to them that are, it's not healthy for them. So we're trying to educate them on, on eating healthy so that when they go on to college, yeah, uh, they can make some wise choices about what they eat. Well, even at home, like you know, we're, we're I mean, we're joking about not being able to cook a decent meal, right? <laughs> but um, but I can order a decent meal. <laughs> 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 But it's those skills, right? You're developing yeah. those skills to be able to put together something other than, you know, uh, a quesadilla or a hot dog, right? Yeah, uh, right. Um, which is needed, right? It's very needed. So for that program, is there an age uh, that range that you... No, uh, you know, for most of all the programs that we have, um, we align all our programs to serve every age that we serve. Okay. So we make it available for all kids. Because um, you know, that's one of our general programs, but like the college bound and the B grade, that's primarily for middle school and high school, but everything else... Is really for every child that's a member of the Boys and Girls Club. Very cool, very cool. Mm -hmm. And now, are you guys unique in the sense of uh, having all these like college-bound uh, uh, programs? And the other one you mentioned about um, being able to uh, kind of set a path for them to mm -hmm. to uh, look for for right. in life. Um, is that does that make you guys unique, or is that the curriculum or the idea behind the right. the club? Or no. What do you call it? National, national organization. Yeah. Uh, no, there are several other clubs. Uh, we belong to a cohort of uh, about five different boys and girls clubs in the LA market that run this particular program. Okay. Uh, we have some local support for that, but we we'll also have national support. Uh, so we're the pilot program uh, to say for for national right now is a program we started uh, really implementing about three years ago, and. Um, we're at our final year now, and we'll be looked at, evaluated from uh, from our national organization to see how we're doing. But you know, we've been able to produce some really great results. Um, so the hopefully our results will will, will encourage uh, uh, continued funding, uh, mm -hmm. and we'll expand the program to other boys and girls clubs as well. 
No, that's great because you know, for when I first met you, man, I can't believe it's been a year already. But uh, you know, before I met you, my my idea behind the Boys and Girls Club it was just more of a place to go and play sports. You know, get involved. You know, doing those kind of activities. Right. Uh, somewhere where you would send the kid to kind of, uh, like if there's no after school, after school program at school, you could send your kid there to kind of uh, be, right. be there while you're working. Once I got, I got involved and started, you know, talking to you and seeing what you guys do, you're, I mean, you're beyond that. I mean, you guys are doing so much, um, which is not normally announced or right. advertised or, right. or no. Just public, public knowledge. I mean, myself coming in this building probably – 10, 15 times, I thought it was just a basketball court and an area where kids play, you know, right. games or sit down. Walking upstairs, looking at all these offices, and each of the office has a label to them. It's just like, right. oh, I didn't know all this stuff was happening. So, right. I mean, that's that's really impressive, seeing all that going on. So, so how do you guys, uh, aside from yourself being out there and your staff being out there, is there any other programs you guys have to... to um, to be able to attract more kids, or, or, or how do you, how do you, yeah, how do you attract kids to come in here? Yeah, you know, um, you, you, to the first statement you made that you're right, we we were we have been seen as a, as a drop-in center for recreation and so forth, but um, we we felt that it was a uh, when we looked at our three priority outcomes: academic achievement, good character, and citizenship, and healthy lifestyles, uh, uh, with the goal of ensuring the kids graduate with a plan for future. We really took a deep dive into what we were doing. Uh, we were very activity driven, uh, but it wasn't progressive. So we needed to re reshape ourselves and, and look at what we need to do to so that we can align all our programs so we can be academic driven as well. And also really looked at what the schools are providing and what they're not providing. There was no sense for us to duplicate services. Yep. And, and I think that helped us really formulate our program so that we can create something. The school does a great job in, in the mornings, in the afternoons, and then, then they, they the families entrust us with the kids afterwards. Yeah. So we want to make sure that we also continue with the education piece, you know, uh, because our goal, again, is to make sure they graduate high school. So that's where our STEM program came in, our arts programs, and our music program, because a lot of elementary schools nowadays, they don't have those programs. But we also know that those programs are very critical in yeah. cognitive development, social development, and behavior. So we felt it was very essential for us to have that. So a lot of uh, what we do, word of mouth, uh, really attracts a lot of kids to the club. Um, you know, we, we usually communicate with the schools, let the schools know what we're doing, um, advertisements. Uh, but we've been, uh, well, our staff actually have been very effective in using social media, Instagram, yeah, yeah. Facebook. Those sort of, uh, you know, social media outlets uh, is what high school kids are doing. It's what middle school kids are doing. And, right. and they post activities. They post what's, what's happening in the, uh, in the upcoming week, day, and kids will respond, and they'll come to the club. Um, we've collaborated with, other collaborated with other boys and girls clubs, with the local church, uh, just to let them know who we are and what we do, and that's uh, bringing more kids to the club. Yeah. So, so where does uh, where does your passion or where, where's your passion coming from to drive you to do what you do now? <laughs> yeah. Um, so, you know, one of the things that and I, and I remember when I was interviewing for this job. So, just a little bit of history. I I, I moved to Whittier probably about 40, 23 years ago or so, right? And when I moved to Whittier, I was working at the employment office. It was EDD right up on uh, on Greenleaf here. Mm -hmm. And my job was, this is why I was going to school, my job was to help at-risk kids get back into school, um, whether if it's back in high school or college, and help them find a job. 
So it was a temporary position that I had, and uh, I was coming up to the end of my, 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 my position there, and I saw a job that came up to Boys and Girls Club. So I said, you know what, I'm going to refer myself to this job. <laughs> <laughs> refer yourself. <laughs> refer myself. So, you know, I was a little. Because <laughs> they reached out to, to you guys for, right. for applicants? Correct, correct. <laughs> they, were, they were looking to hire someone. So I said, let me, let me uh, put my name in the, in the bucket here. Um, so I applied for the job back in 1994. So since then, I've been working as Men Boys and Girls Club. I uh, started with, spent 12 years here, you know, from part-time games room to uh, team director, program director. And then I uh, went to the Long Beach Boys and Girls Club. And then I went in there as uh, operations director. I spent eight years there. And then about two and a half years ago, uh, the former executive director retired. And I, you know, to me, I felt like, wow, this is a great opportunity for me to come back home. Okay. I lived in Whittier all this time. My family lives in Whittier. Um, you know, my family works in Whittier. It would be amazing if I can come back here and, and make a difference in my community. So uh, fortunate for me, I was blessed with the opportunity to be here. But one of the key things that I think that drives me is the fact that when I, I'm no different than the kids that we serve. You know, I was raised by a single mom. Uh, I'm originally from El Salvador. Left El Salvador during a time of civil war. Mm -hmm. Came here when I was about five years old, six years old with my mom. So. There was times when my mom would leave in the morning, I would still be asleep, and she'll come at night and I'll be asleep because yeah. she would have to use public transportation and, and spend about an hour in, in public transportation, I wouldn't see her. Yeah. So I was one of the last kid, kids, you know, and, uh, and then, uh, you know, seeing what my friends got involved in, seeing the, po the potential of what I could have been involved in as well, yeah. some of the troubles and so forth. Luckily for me, I had few good people, good mentors, good role models that steered me in the right direction, kept me away from some of the at-risk behavior. Correct. So when I look at the kids that we work with, when I see the stories, when I hear the stories, when I talk to the parents, it, it's like you're no different than, when I, than my mom or, or myself. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, luckily for me, I had someone that made a difference in my life. So I've always felt that, you know, it's my, my calling to make a difference in other kids' lives. Yeah. Pay it forward. Pay it forward. That's Absolutely. Awesome. And it's, uh, you know what, that's, I mean, it makes sense. You know, it's one of those things where you see yourself in them, right? And um, you would hate for them to go down the wrong path. Um, and that's what kids, kids need. I mean, I, I come also from a, a, a family where both parents were working. Um, and, and yeah, you're right. It's like, you know, you, you gotta, you gotta keep active. Mm -hmm. So you stay out of trouble. Right. And so, uh, you know, unfortunately, or, you know, for me, you know, I didn't, I didn't have, well, I didn't recognize, well, I didn't know that the club was, the Boys and Girls Club was around. Obviously there's other programs that I get involved with, but, but that's what's needed, you know, mm -hmm. it's what's needed, especially now that, uh, you know, it, it seems like things are just getting worse. Right. Right. Um, even here in Whittier, I mean, we talk about a, a friendly town. Um, but even in the friendly town, you know, you got your parts that aren't, aren't friendly. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And so how do you, how do you prevent that? How do you steer somebody in the right direction? Right. Um, and, and again, there, I guess it's, uh, it's finding the right person to guide you in the right path. So, Absolutely. so, uh, we appreciate for what you do. Oh, no, no, no. It's, uh, I love what I do, it, so. And by the way, but before you showed up, Remo, uh, he's a, a Fullerton alumni, too, so uh, oh, yeah. Yeah. you guys are. Three Titans in the <laughs> house. <laughs> go Titans. Double Titan over here. <laughs> <laughs> did, did you go to school for this? Is this what your uh, initial? Mm -hmm. uh, yeah. My major was in human services with okay. an emphasis in counseling. Okay. So uh, it's right in, in line with what I wanted to do. Yeah, yeah. Wow! Look at that, yeah, man. Talk I mean about the stars aligning. I, and I know, yeah, exactly. Because most people, when they, you know, as they grow up, you don't know what you're gonna do, and then 
you get to college and you still don't know what you, you graduate, you still don't know what you're going to do. You had a plan, it looks like, from the beginning because to, to have gone through, you know, sharing that story, going to college for just that, coming back and ending up in the community you were, you grew up in. I mean, that that's that's awesome that it comes full circle. It doesn't usually happen that good for right. most people. <laughs> you're right. It doesn't. But, uh, I mean, w- before, obviously, we got on the mic, you were sharing a story about a kid who uh, right. who kind of went through an experience. And, and uh, yeah. can we talk about that? Absolutely. Um, you know, th- th- and this is just one story o- of the many kids that, w- that we work with here at the Boys and Girls Club. Uh, but uh, our, our previous La Youth of the Year candidate um, had a, an interesting background. You know, he describes his life as uh, growing up in, in Boyle Heights, a uh, sibling of nine. Um, you know, witnessed his mom and dad uh, involved in gangs and drugs and so forth. Uh, saw his father uh, get shot in front of him. Uh, luckily, his dad survived, but uh, shortly after, his father was deported. So, not having the father in the, in, in, you know, uh, in his life, the, the family moved from house to house to house. Uh, all the, you know, they went and stayed with a, a family member, a friend of the father who ended up stealing everything they had. So wow. then the family was back on the street again. You know, so, I mean, this happened for a period of five years for them. Uh, the young man came here, lived, uh, moved to Whittier uh, with his paternal uncle, and then uh, started attending the Boys and Girls Club. You know, when he came here, he probably had a GPA at one point something, and, you know, after being involved uh, in the club, but also, you know, the family support, uh, started making some significant gains in his life. Uh, now, uh, when he graduated high school, he graduated with over a three-point-something GPA and is uh, attending Humboldt State uh, now. Uh, he was our last year's uh, L.A. County Youth of the Year uh, winner, and along the way he was able to pick up some scholarships. Uh, I, I think that when the community comes together like, like this, the family, the club, with support, you know, you can certainly see lives change. Oh, that's great. I mean, it's... Uh Again, just going back to to being able to have somebody um, or guide somebody in the right path, it takes a big effort. Uh, whether it's it's time or money, right? Um, somebody needs to provide it. Mm-hmm. And again, the great the great thing is that you guys are around to be able to provide that. Because uh, who knows? I mean, you've impacted his life, his or her life, um, and then they'll come back around, right? They'll mm-hmm. come back around and do something for the club or or inspire them to be able to do that for another kid right absolutely just um, like you did yeah yeah, yeah. absolutely so I, I know i've been hearing a lot of uh, or i've been seeing a lot of commercials on the club uh, the boys and girls club and how they always talk about um you know you got these famous actors who or or superstars or, or famous people thank you jesse thank you. <laughs> <laughs> who come out of the club right yes. um anybody anybody famous or well known here <laughs> that's come out of what here you know, not yet. Not that I, I know, but we have some amazing people that have uh, alumni that, yeah. that that have certainly been members of the club and have gone out to do some great things. Yeah. You know, uh, I think the collective effort of what boys and girls will do across the county uh, makes a big difference in, in a lot of people. Every time I, uh, I'll go to a meeting, whether if it's a, in a different city or, or, or some tough sort of network, every time I mention the boys and girls club, I always get two or three people to come up to me and say, you know what, I was a club kid. I went awesome. to a Boys and Girls Club, and if it wasn't for the Boys and Girls Club, I wouldn't be where I am. Yeah, yeah. You know, if I didn't go to the Boys and Girls Club, I would probably be in jail or doing something else, and it's just incredible. I tell you, every time I go somewhere, I always meet two or three people that say that they were, at one point, a Boys and Girls Club kid. Man, I feel left out, man. 
<laughs> can, can I can I join just to just to say I was a yeah. boys and girls sign club? Up your, sign up your kids. Uh. <laughs> I know that's the other thing, and it's uh you know my son who's actually just today was the last day of school. Um, and talk about a kid who's active, right? It's uh, at that age, he's six years old, and uh, now I got to find a place. So mm-hmm. definitely, if you hear me knocking, absolutely, yeah, let me in. <laughs> <laughs> the drop off zone is that what you're yeah. <laughs> So, uh, so what else you got going on other than uh, obviously we talked about your your uh, gala that's coming up. Is there anything else you guys are providing or upcoming, uh, yeah. either fundraisers or, you or talked programs? about a golf tournament? Correct. Our golf tournament is in May. Uh, we just passed. Just passed. It's, okay. a, it's a pro-am. Uh, it's a pro-am golf tournament. And See, that's uh, all me. You should go to man. Well, it's a pro-am, so profe- like profe- semi-professional? Right. So it's a, pro- a professional uh, amateurs golf tournament. And uh, we, uh, the co- Fernie Hills Country Club, actually, uh, Jay uh, Prestella, who is the pro golf uh, at Fernie Hills Country Club, really organized this project behind to, uh, to benefit the Boys and Girls Club. So he, uh, he reaches out to his uh, network uh, of professional golfers. Uh, throughout Southern California, you know, from the different country clubs that come out and, and play. Uh, and the idea is that each one of them uh, will bring a foursome uh, to compete in this, in this pro-am. So um, they bring f- uh, professional golfers and they compete uh, for one day and there's a purse uh, for the winners, um, you know, in this. And then we invite some local people also to be part of it, but it's a uh, a pro with, with with four other of his guests, and the idea is that they also bring uh, some sort of um, auction item that that we can raffle to play in some of their country clubs. So nice. it's a win-win for for everyone, I think, and uh, we're the benefit uh, organization of that. So yeah, you didn't play in it, huh? You didn't play in it, huh? No, man. But I'm saying it's a, that's the time when you could really shine because uh, they assign a professional to your foursome, right? So, Absolutely. so we could <laughs> be the scragglers. I got to <laughs> I played in a golf tournament for our church last month, <laughs> and by the second hole, because I, I golf maybe once every like two years. So, and I don't even golf. I usually drive the car by the <laughs> fifth, sixth hole. I'm I'm tired. You're of the chasing beer caddy. Yeah, I'm I'm tired <laughs> of chasing the dang the dang ball. So. I'm uh, I'm driving the, the golf cart. I go pick up my cousin who's late. It's uh, it's in the Long Beach um, off the Lama. I, I forget. I don't even know the name of it, but it's that big golf cor- course that's there. And so, Virginia, you know, right? no, it's uh, God, the one in by off Spring yeah. Street. Um, so I'm driving the cart and um, and I go pick him up, and it's like 50 minutes away, and I'm heading back, and I'm I'm flooring the whole thing, and not even flooring. You're going like five yeah, miles. Yeah, like five an miles hour. an hour. And so there's two types of little um, bridges. Yeah. There's one that you drive the cart, and then there's one that you walk on. Well, I didn't know. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> I didn't know that there was a walk on one. So I'm driving, and I'm, I'm flooring, and my cousin, and I'm like, oh, I'm gonna crash. And sure enough, I crash, and I pin the car oh. in the park in the in the pedestrian <laughs> one. Some some uh, golfers that were there looked like they were serious golfers because <laughs> they were dressed apart. They're like looked at me like I'm like this crazy you know guy. That's yeah. So after five minutes of them uh, them staring at us, they come over. We have to lift the cart out of the <laughs> out of the oh, hole. Wow. And <laughs> ten minutes later, the the, car, the cart is free and and I stopped golfing at that time. So. And they, kick, they kicked you all right. They Big said you day. gotta wait at the bar. I got police and but I made it to the bar pretty quick. So that <laughs> <laughs> was fun. So um, um, if you need a driver, I'll be there, but not a golfer. <laughs> <laughs> but I'll, I'll gladly participate and volunteer and help in any way I can. I oh, so appreciate that. Thank yeah. you. So, what other programs do you got? You said uh, you talked about the golfing and uh, anything. I know you say you got the summer program going on now, right. and uh, so it's longer hours. 
Um, is there anything else you guys got going on that's uh? Yeah, actually, um, you know, we we have um, we have three initiatives right now that the board really looked at uh, in terms of our strategic direction. Uh, one of them is sustainability and capacity. You know, how do we then continue to ensure that these services and programs continue for the kids even five, six, seven years from now? Uh, facility modernization and capitalization. So as you saw, we're doing some some projects right now here at the club and, and next door. Mm-hmm. And then the, the other one is how do we serve more youth? So uh, we know that uh, here at this particular site, we are serving 200 and, and so kids, but we also know that there's a lot of families out there too that are not being served because uh, they lack transportation or they don't have access to the club. So beginning this school year, we actually are, are going into a partnership with the Whittier City School District. Um, Ron Carruth, the superintendent, has been very key in, in this partnership. But what we're doing is we're moving in a direction that we want to make sure that every child that attends the Whittier City School District has access to an after-school program. So we're going to be able to now, beginning school year, in partnership with the Whittier City School District, we're going to be at every school in the Whittier City School District. Uh, and we're going to open up our doors to make sure that every kid that needs an after-school program will have access to an after-school program so no one will be turned away because right now there's probably about two to 300 kids on a waiting list at wow. the schools. Yeah. So, you know, uh, being a Boys and Girls Cup organization, I mean, w- that, that's, that's, our, that's our calling. Yeah, uh, you yeah. know, if there are kids out there that are waiting this, then it, it's our role and responsibility to look at how we can figure this out. So, beginning of school year, uh, we're, we're working with the district to ensure that every kid has access to an after-school program, and we're going to be doing sports at every school, elementary school as well, because right now the district doesn't have one, and uh, the elementary uh, schools don't have one, and we're going to bring sports to the schools also. And the sports will would it be on site at the school, or would it mm-hmm. be okay? No, the sports will be on site at the schools, practices, and so forth. And then on the weekends, uh, they'll have some games here at the Boys and Girls Club. So even some of the kids that, that don't have access to Boys and Girls Club on the weekends, they'll be able to come here on Saturdays with their families and play also. So every school will have a bus that's going to go pick up kids from there, or kids when they get off and bring them back here. So Is during the weekday, during the weekday, we'll huh? be at the school. Oh, so okay, at gotcha. every school, we'll be providing programs, but we're also going to pr- have a sports coordinator providing sports programs for the kids there uh-huh. at the schools. I, I thought you guys were going to bus all these kids away. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, no, that no, means no. you got to build a bigger building. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, 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 no. And hopefully Saturday the families can bring them to the club so they can got play it. here on Saturdays. Got it. That's awesome. Do you still have the flag uh, football program, or is that mm-hmm. still going? Yeah, yeah, we do, we yeah. do. Uh, flag football at the middle schools, and elementary schools, and basketball uh, as well, and uh, volleyball and soccer. Mm-hmm. Uh, See, yeah, there you uh, go, man. You could start. Uh, sh- uh, sharpen Jesse, up we're, your skills we're for just basketball. too old for anything. <laughs> <laughs> we're always looking get for coaches, great coaches. There you go, man. <laughs> I, I'm too competitive. I, I would, I would yell at the kids and get punched by a parent. I'm, 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 I'm of the other team, of course, because our team would win. Um, <laughs> so, in um, d- just a couple wittier questions, you know, uh, growing up in this area and seeing the development that has happened, you know, from. Uptown Whittier to Whittier Boulevard. When you're when you're not here working or when you're not um, up late at night thinking about the safety <laughs> and also the the donation donations. Um, what you know? What do you enjoy doing in the in the city of Whittier? Yeah, you know, I love to hike. Okay. Uh, the the hiking trails here has been a, a, a you know one of my uh, it helps me relax, yeah. <laughs> and get away yeah. from all the stress. Connect so, yeah. to nature, yeah. Yes, connect to nature, absolutely. So I, I love to hike. I like to spend some time out there. Uh, you know, I would do it uh, at least three to four times out of the week on the wow. weekends. Uh, it's, it's my go-to my go place. 
oftentimes. So uh, that's been a, a big part of my life, hiking it and bike riding. Wow. If, if you had a, a favorite go-to place for, for a meal, like a Ooh. dinner or something like that, or lunch, what would you, what's your go-to? <laughs> Good question. Anywhere in town. Good question. You're putting me on the spot. With my <laughs> next border, next right? door. <laughs> next door at the teen cook-off, right? That's where, that's where it goes down, next Jesse. Next teens. <laughs> where the teens cook. Well, you know, um, I've always been like a sandwich guy. Okay. You know, I, I, I love sandwiches. And uh, once in a while, I think, you know, when I want to treat myself to something nice, yeah. I, I'll usually make my way down to the uh, Lascari's uh, Deli. Okay. They yeah. have those great submarine sandwiches uh, on French bread and everything. Yeah. And it's uh, I try not to make it a habit because I, I know it won't be good for me. But once in a while, I try yeah. to at least once a month go out there and have myself treat myself to a good if sandwich. If you hike enough, you can justify <laughs> yeah. hiking five times a week. You can have anything you want. So that's how you, that's how you increase the amount of times. How about, um, do you have a local place uh, where you like to go grab a drink? An or, adult uh, beverage? Adult beverage. You know, um, not, I don't, not, not any one particular. Uh, you know, I usually try to, you know, depending whether it's an event or an activity, I'll, I'll go and, and um, you know, oftentimes wherever my wife wants to go. So yeah. <laughs> uh, there's some things I have to defer to her. Yeah, yeah of say, course. You know, you decide. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> as long as it's cold, it's good. Right? <laughs> Absolutely. If there is one thing that's missing here in the city, what would it be? Hmm. You know, that's that's a really good question. If there's one thing that's missing in the city. By the way, while you think of that, that's just a staple question right there. <laughs> Any person we sit with uh, either here or just outside having lunch, that question I hear Jesse ask probably about 100 times already. So, Because mm-hmm. we talk about, like, you know, um, obviously we want to be able to have a, a, a community that is 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 uh, self-sustained, right? And uh, to be able to provide something uh, where you you either could bike mm-hmm. or walk, right? Mm-hmm. Too. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we have a lot of cool local things, but right. usually there's something that you always drive out of town yeah. for, right? And I, it'd be ones where like, man, if we only had, you know, right, you such know, and such. You know, I know, and I'll try to answer this from from the perspective of you know the families and the kids that I see. Okay. You know, I think particularly the families and kids that I see, uh, if there was a pool, okay, in the area, community pool, community or something like pool, that. that a lot of our families would have access to. Yeah, I think that would be a great uh, advantage for a lot of our families in the community also. So any donators or donors, people who are looking to donate towards a good cause, uh, doesn't your house have a pool? Yeah, <laughs> man, but. <it's> <laughs> <laughs> Your address is one. She has to offer your house, man. Well, you find a pool. <laughs> we're all swimming in it. We're, we're doing a field trip to your house. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the buses are being dro- dropping off the kids at Just your bring house. Bring a towel. Isn't there a, a pool in Palm Park or near Palm Park? Is that a, a community pool? I or? think it is. Um, you know, the challenge is sometimes access for, for there, families yeah. to, to get there. And Jump the fence, <laughs> <laughs> like we used to do. No. <laughs> well, there you go. We'll uh, we'll have to donate towards a pool. Even if it's above uh, ground. I'll bring a rubber ducky yeah. <laughs> for the kids. <laughs> awesome. All right, Oscar, it was great. Great uh, having you on. It's, uh, again, we always learn something new. And uh, to be able to know about the club and, and just the great stuff you guys are providing, you know, it's uh, all those great programs. Um, kind of makes me want to be uh, be a member now, just get in there and do some robotics. Get those Pull out the checkbook, Jesse. And, uh, I'm talking about for me, though, man, for myself. I'll, 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 I'll get my kid drop me off or something. I don't know. 
Now, if you want to just share one last time, how can someone get a hold of you? How can they donate? If you guys are on social media, what you know, how can sure, they find you? Sure, absolutely. Um, you can always go on to www.bgcw.org. It's our website there. There is information about how to donate to the Boys and Girls Club. Uh, you can also contact us at 562-945-3787. You can ask for me, Oscar Hernandez, or Sarah Salazar. Uh, if you'd like to learn more about what we do here at the club, uh, give us a call also. We'll give you a tour of the, of the Boys and Girls Club. Uh, if there's something specifically that you like and you want to uh, help us grow that particular program, we can w we'll talk to you about that as well. Uh, we invite you to any of our fundraising events also, our Youth of the Year, which is usually in February. Our gala is in September, and our golf pro-am is in May. Uh, um, this information is also on our website. You can look there, and uh, if you're interested in, in coming to that, give us a call. We'll send you an invitation uh, with ticket prices and, and so forth as well. Or if you just want to make a general donation to the Boys and Girls Club, you can also do that as well. And your location here on what you're, you're on, mm -hmm. Greenleaf? Correct, 7905 South Greenleaf, um, Whittier, California, 90602. That's right across from, uh, what's the park across Le Lee Owens? Lee Owens Park. Lee Owens park. Mm -hmm. Perfect. Right. We did a, a, a cleanup there last week. We painted all the benches. So if you saw the benches, oh. that was the Downey Association of Realtors. And they came out to Whittier. We did a day cleanup for six cities. And it was Lee Owens. We painted it. We restained. So if, if they look good, then we did it. If they don't, then <laughs> well, somebody else came after you guys. Why <laughs> was it that you guys didn't cross the street over and start over here at the club, man? Hey, I, I'm, Any I extra paint? I got an email <laughs> saying, you be here, do this. And, and that was it. it was, we didn't do a good job. <laughs> so We wouldn't want your services. Yeah, your free he, services. He, <laughs> someone told us we needed to dust the benches before painting them. So <laughs> somewhere, some, no, I'm just kidding. Yeah. We did a good job. We did a good job. Awesome. Again, thank you. Thank you for yeah. being on, and uh, on to the next one. Right? All right. Thank and you, guys. Pleasure being let's on. Let's go hit those drums, Jesse. There you go. <laughs> Get the other kid off that's killing it outside. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Bye, Woody. <laughs>